Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and in this episode, we're going to be looking deeply and systematically at how and why to stop enabling a hijackal. Now, I haven't spoken about enabling as a topic for probably about nine months. So it's time to give birth to something new. <laughs> so we're going to talk about why it is so important and how to do it, because you can feel very trapped in enabling. You get into the habit, and then you realize that, oh, this has become our relationship, and you begin to feel resentful and worn out, exhausted, downtrodden, and not in any way in any kind of partnership, true partnership. And you will find that enabling begins to be disabling to you because you're more involved with the emotions or the concerns or the safety or the needs of the hijackal than you are with your own. And that disables you from working as your own agent to make sure that your needs are met in the relationship. So enabling can become disabling to you, which is a big reason why you want to stop it. And first of all, you need to clearly see what it is. Now, my definition of enabling is when you find yourself frequently or usually stepping in to fix or solve or excuse or rationalize or justify or make the consequences go away for the poor choices of another human. Now, take that in because you may be very much in the habit and pattern of making the consequences go away for the hijackal. In fact, after a while, there is no consequence. There just isn't. And it becomes very important for you to see that. So enabling can be disabling, and I don't want that to happen to you on my watch when I can tell you how to prevent it or how to move away from it if it's already happening. And it probably is. So do it for you. Do it because you matter. You know how I say at the end of every show, take good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Here's a way that you can take good care of yourself and demonstrate to yourself that you're precious and you matter. And yes, it's not an overnight fix. It's slow. It's purposefully slow because you want to 
gain strength. You want to try a few things out. And I'm going to give you 10 ways to stop it. And so be sure to listen in and keep listening. In fact, what might happen is you need to listen again. And that's fine because it's always there for you wherever you get your Uh, You like to get your podcasts. So if you're on my website, you're at SaveYourSanityPodcast.com. You can find them all. Otherwise, go to Spotify or CastBox or iTunes or wherever you like to get yours. So I've given you my definition. When you frequently or usually step in to fix, solve, excuse, rationalize, justify, or make the consequences go away for the poor choices of another person. There just aren't any consequences after a while because you get so tired. It's just one big battle that you decide that you're not going to participate in. I understand that, but I want to give you ways to start getting up and thinking, I think I can, I think I can, and you will be able to. So, There is a difference to tie in last podcast with this one, the difference between empathy, which is what we talked about in episode 275, and enabling. And I want to give you a very basic definition and then a few others so that you really see this. Empathy is when you are emotionally connecting with another person's feelings or insights or circumstance emotionally connecting you get it you know where they're at you have a sense of how they're feeling and you know why they're feeling that way but enabling is to prevent a person from taking responsibility for themselves you step in and you take responsibility for them now we're supposed to do that for our children and then slowly stop doing it until they become adults. So they have to take responsibility and more responsibility and more responsibility. By the time they leave your good care, they should be responsible adults. Well, at least they could be. (laughs) They don't always turn out that way, do they? But here the difference between empathy and enabling. Empathy is connecting emotionally, understanding, very healthy, But enabling is when you prevent the other person from taking responsibility for their own behavior. In fact, you jump in and take responsibility for the behavior or head them off at the pass and say, oh, well, it doesn't matter that they did that. They're going through a stressful time. And that becomes a pattern, not an occasional thing. We all understand that about our friends and relatives. But when it is a pattern, that's a problem. So another way to understand it is this. Empathy is understanding and feeling the emotions of another person where enabling is taking actions to feed something unhealthy in the other person. So you're enabling it by feeding it and allowing it to prosper and to grow. We don't want to be doing that. And another way to look at it is empathy is how we're affected by other people's emotions and enabling is taking responsibility for other people's actions. And we don't want to be enabling. It's exhausting. You abandon yourself to do it. 
And I've done an episode on abandoning yourself. So you can find that one. And enabling is one way that you do that. And another is toxic empathy. And what toxic or destructive empathy is when you over-identify with the other person and you take on their feelings. You become them. They're depressed. You're depressed. You know, that way. And we don't want to be in that situation either. So now we want to talk about some of the identifying issues of enabling. And one of those is that Actually, you work harder on their issues than they do. You are more aware of what they need. You are more aware of what they're thinking. You're more aware of the pitfalls they're going to they're going to find themselves in. And you're actively working on their behalf to head them off at the pass. So you're actually giving yourself away, working harder on their issues than they care to. And that really has a weight, doesn't it? That you find yourself working hard on the hijackals' issues more than the hijackal does themselves. You can just feel that that is unfair, unjust, and just plain unhealthy. So we don't want to find ourselves in that situation. And another thing is that you're allowing someone to violate a boundary without consequences. You say, I just won't put up with that. They do that, and you don't do anything. And that's enabling. You've just told them that your word doesn't mean anything. Your preferences don't mean anything. The respect for them doesn't mean anything. And that's not healthy. That's going to put you into a situation where they are always taking up more space in the relationship than you are. And that in itself is unhealthy. You know from episode 115, how many times do I bring that up, that the very key element in any healthy relationship begins with equality. And if you allow somebody to have no consequences for your boundaries, they're deciding they're more important than you are. No equality. And I'll bet just as you hear those words, you're thinking, equality, I haven't felt anything like equality in the relationship with a hijackal since I was in the love bombing phase. And that's a big realization to have. Because equality is key. And that will be totally unavailable with a hijackal. And a hijackal tells you, this is exactly what I want. And so you do exactly what they want. Look at the problem. There's equality. As soon as they realize it, even if they were just about to say thank you, they realize it, they take the emotional hit, and they go, but you didn't do it in time. You didn't do it when I wanted you to, and now I want something different. Because they cannot stand equality. Think about that in your relationship. Whether you're thinking about a hijackal partner or parent or sibling or adult child or in-law, Just think about the impossibility of equality ever being allowed 
And that will inform you in a lot of ways. Is if I can't have equality, then we don't care about each other. And I'm doing all the caring and they're doing all the receiving. And that's important to see. Hijackles love that equation. Do more of that, please, is what they're saying. You should give, give, give to me. And if I really have to give you something, well, all right, here's a breadcrumb or two. And when you've been with them for a while, you start getting so few breadcrumbs that when you get them, you think it's a feast. Think about that, too. Because if you're spending all your energy enabling a hijackle, thinking that you're endearing them, yourself to them, they're laughing. Honestly, internally, they're laughing because you are giving them everything and they are taking everything and they're giving you as little as possible. So it becomes important to realize that enabling will allow them to overstep your boundaries, totally trespass them without consequences, and that is not healthy. And the last one I want to mention is basically when you're enabling, you are co-signing on their unhealthy behaviors by defending their poor choices. So you're saying, oh, yeah, well, I have 46 reasons why that person behaves badly. Let me share them with you. Let me run interference for them. Don't let them feel the brunt of what they've done or said or failed to do. That's enabling. Remember when you frequently or usually jump in to fix or solve or excuse or rationalize or justify the poor behavior of others, or even worse, to make the consequences of their behavior, their poor choices, go away. It's a huge thing, a really huge thing. And it it just kind of seeps into every little bit of the relationship. They start to expect you to enable them. Well, of course, you'll just give to me. Just give to me. Just give to me. Bend to my wishes. Take care of me. Look after what I need. Forget yourself. Forget yourself. You know, that's selfish. You should give to me. And you may have heard some of those very words from the mouths of a hijack or several hijackles with multiple mouths (laughs) because they do speak out of both sides of the one they have far too frequently. So it may seem like a really large undertaking to stop enabling, and it is, which is why I don't suggest that you go cold turkey with it, (laughs) because it just causes too much disruption, too much uproar, too much stress, too much tension. We don't want to blow things up when we can just quietly retreat and recede. Now, sure, there are moments when we need to blow it up. If there's physical abuse, there's sexual abuse, you call the police in a in a nanosecond. You blow it up. And please, please, please don't enable them by saying, oh, I'm not going to press charges because, you know, they're the breadwinner of the family or I don't want them to lose their job or I don't want them to have a bad name. They're choosing to lose their job or have a bad name. You're not making it so by calling it out. 
please remember that. But that's a, an episode for another time. And if you're thinking, you know, I need to hear more about this or I want to talk this through, I invite you to, to use the new client one time only, one hour opportunity that you'll find at beaclient.com for only $97, a one-on-one session with me. So go to beaclient.com if you want to talk this through specific to your situation. So how do we stop? Like I say, slow retreat, slow putting down the tools, slowly saying, hmm, these things are going to be different now. Slowly. So we don't get a blow up. We don't get a minefield. We don't get rage. We don't get the silent treatment. Although you might, because maybe you looked at the hijackle funny this morning. <laughs> that might happen. But it won't come as a natural consequence of stopping the enabling. So I'm going to give you 10 things that you need to be aware of in order to stop enabling. And if you already are an enabler and you recognize that, then say, all right, I'm really going to take these 10 things to heart. And if you need to think more about how do I enable, do I enable, am I being enabled by somebody perhaps, then again, think about it thoroughly and then apply these 10 things. So the first one is to see the imbalance that's there to actually step a few steps back and look at the relationship and see the lack of equality. Feel the lack of equality. Recognize some examples of when the lack of equality is present. What's being said? What's being asked? Do your inner work first. What is actually going on that's creating this imbalance? How frequently does it show up? In what ways does it show up? When's it more likely to show up? And really gather an understanding of that. So in order to stop the enabling, first of all, you have to clearly see and feel the imbalance that is currently in the relationship. And I know it's hard work. I know that there's a part of many people when I say that to them in a private session, and I say, but, but you know, I got to love them. No, love is different. You can love someone from across the planet. You don't have to put up with their bad behavior. You really don't. Please start believing that. It's important to stop enabling these behaviors. So you need to see the imbalance and say, hey, This is not okay with me. I see it. It's unhealthy. And I am not doing any further unhealthy things once I'm conscious of doing them. So hopefully I've already given you some reasons that make you conscious of doing things that we call enabling. So now you see the imbalance and say, no, this is not okay with me. We're not going to proceed in this way any further. So take the time to work that through. Go back in your history. Notice how many times it's happened. Notice when it first happened. Did you speak up? Or were you just so disappointed and hurt that you didn't? And what's happened since then? Probably it's gotten worse. And know that that's unhealthy. It's just unhealthy. And always remember everything I'm talking about. If you have children, they're watching. 
They're taking their cues from you. They are looking to see what you do. They're looking to hear how you speak. They're looking to see what you choose to take on. So enabling needs to stop. You could be enabling a child and helping them become entitled. That has to stop too. So first of all, step back, see the imbalance, and say no more. The second thing to do is to start to do your own work, to really get to that place of feeling the need to change it. Really getting in touch with your feelings. No, it's not okay. And that little voice that comes into your head, well, you know, it's all right. They're stressed. They're going through a difficult time. They had a terrible childhood. I remember that they loved me. They told me that they did. And you start running all of these tapes that are kind of fill in for what you're not getting. Clear those tapes out and really feel the need to change it. This is unfair, it's unjust, it's unhealthy. So feel that need to change it. Allow yourself to feel that. No, it is not all right with me for this to continue. No. And you might have to work at that because you're in a habit. You're in a pattern. And you're so used to making excuses for them that you want to make an excuse why you can't stop excusing their behavior. And that that's okay. It comes with the territory, but notice it. See that imbalance and do your work to get to the place of feeling the need to change it. And number three is think through who you are now in your life. And you can get very, very lost when you're with a hijackal. You can get very lost by having a hijackal parent. You can get very lost in a hijackal romantic relationship, any relationship. But those two are primary to where you will mostly get lost. And then who are you? Well, maybe you haven't given it much thought. You're so busy trying to keep the hijackal happy, you don't even know what makes you happy anymore. You don't know what your values are. You don't know what your vision for your life is. You may not know what your desires are. You may not know what your goals are. You may not even know your own self-worth anymore because you've been hammered at consistently by a hijackal. And maybe if you had a hijackal parent and you moved on to a hijackal partner, it's all a blur. You don't know where it came in, but you know it's there. So think through who you are. What are my values? Do I have a value that says, be a doormat? Probably not. Do I have a value that says, turn myself into a pretzel to make other people happy? Probably not. But I might value fairness. I might value equality. I might value love. I might value affection. I might value partnership. I might value collaboration. I might value closeness. I might value intimacy. And am I living my values? Are they available to me? Am I asking for them? Well, if you're in a hijacker relationship, it's such an up-down relationship that probably not. Probably not. So think through, who am I now in my life? What are my values? What's my vision? What are my desires? What's my goal? 
what, how do I feel about myself? What's my self-worth? And that will really help you start to think, oh, these changes need to come about because they don't match who I am. And number four is know your own boundaries. Now, I've done episodes on boundaries, so you can reinforce this episode with those. Boundaries are something that when you're with a hijackal, they hate, and they do their best to ignore any that you put out there. And maybe you have been worn down, put down, and torn down so much, you don't even have any boundaries that you really feel you have the energy to hold up anymore. And so know what your boundaries are. Know what's okay with you and what's not okay with you. Know where that occurs. This is okay up to there. And when it gets to here, no more. And when you and when you set a boundary, know what the consequences of the person not honoring that boundary is. And make them non-negotiable. So you really, really have to think out your boundaries. Because you need non-negotiable consequences for them and you can't trust yourself in the moment to be wise about that you need to prepare because if you get any energy up or any emotion up you may throw out a boundary with a, a consequence that you know you can't keep or you will not hold so you really need to pre-think your boundaries and what the consequences are of crossing them now, you may be having a moment where you say, oh, well, that's not nice. I mean, you, sh- you should be all one and interdependent and, and uh, it should all flow together and you shouldn't have to make these hard and fast walls and rules. No, you can't have respect in a relationship if the other person doesn't care what matters to you. So disabuse yourself of many of the things that you may think are what nice people do and realize that what I'm offering you today are what healthy people do. And nice, quote-unquote, people are not always healthy people. And you didn't sign up to be a doormat or a pretzel, so now is the time to know your boundaries. And number five, is to practice speaking up. Now, I've talked endlessly on the podcast about my strategy, the personal weather report. So I took some time and I put together a web page for it so you could watch the videos and read things about it in one place. So you can go to personalweatherreport.com. If you don't know that strategy, you don't understand that communication tool, you can go to personalweatherreport.com and learn about it there. But you need the confidence to speak up. And when you start practicing the personal weather report, it will increase your confidence to speak up. And so you need to speak up to be able to say, that hurts. That's not okay. I'm not going to do that for you. I understand you'd like me to, but I'm not going to do it. And be prepared to speak up. And also in that speaking up, you've got to take small steps so that you can work up to speaking your boundaries and speaking them with confidence. And then be able to speak into the consequences. You know, not only do I have this boundary, but if it's crossed, this happens. You know, I'll give you an example from my life. My mother was a hijackal and I'm an only child. 
My father was old, so I had Jekyll. So yay. And after my father had passed, and um, no, it was before that. Yes, before that. I told them that there were certain things, topics of conversation in front of my children that were not going to fly. They simply were not going to fly. And if they were brought up, we would immediately leave. Now, when you go to visit hijackal parents, do exactly that. You go to visit them in their own house and your own car so that you can always be in charge of being able to get out of there. If you have troublesome hijackal parents, go to them. Don't let them come to you because you can't get rid of them. Okay, so my my parents, I told them that there were topics. They were very judgmental. They were very critical. They were very angry, rageful. And so there were things I just did not want my children to be listening to. So I had a deal. I have three children. The eldest is a daughter. And so I had a kind of prearranged sign with her that if the topic came up and I, I did the sign, um, she would immediately start taking the two younger boys to the car and I would follow. It didn't take long for that boundary to be respected because I wasn't there anymore. I was a woman of my word. If these topics come up, we will leave. And we did. So it's very important to think through your consequences so that you will do them no matter what. Because you may be feeling some feelings at that moment, trepidation, concern for their rage, walking on eggshells, wishing you hadn't brought anything up, and all kinds of things will happen. So you need to prepare those boundaries and then be able to speak those boundaries. You're not telling anybody anything about themselves. You're sharing something about yourself. This is what's okay with me. This is what's not. And they'll be shocked to think that you are going to follow through. They won't believe it. So they'll tread over your boundaries and then you will do it. And slowly you will make a believer out of them, an angry one, (laughs) but a believer nonetheless. Okay, so number five, when you need to pick battles, know when to let balls drop. You know, you don't want to hop in than be setting all kinds of boundaries and speaking up and doing that on every level every day in all kinds of ways. Gotta ease into this because they need to start believing you and you do not need their rage or their outrage or their silent treatment or all the things they like to do to have coercive control over you. So know when to let balls drop. Just go and make a note to say, that happened, and I need a boundary for that. I'll work on that in my journal in a quiet time. Not now. I'm going to let that ball drop. I'm going to keep some more gentle balls in play right now. But I will make a note that I'm going to have a plan for that one. And that's important because it empowers you. It makes you feel prepared. Like it's not going to be something I have to think about on the fly. I know what I'm going to say. And that can help you a lot to stop the enabling. And number six is, and this may seem contradictory to you, but show compassion without enabling. You can be kind 
and hold a boundary. You don't have to be all harsh and in their face and demanding and how dare you do that. You can simply say, this is really important to me. I think I've explained it well. And because I've explained it and I have said this will happen, this is going to happen now. Just be calm about it. And I know it's going to take a little while for you to be calm about it. But you'll get better at it with practice. And allow those balls to drop that aren't important for right now, but put them on the list. Because you need to take back your life. And you need to demonstrate to your children taking back your life. So these are important. And I, I used to say this a long time ago, and I still believe it's true. Allowing someone to treat you in an unloving way is unloving. That it is unloving to allow someone to treat you in an unloving way. Because you are not helping them. You are telling them that they're searching for boundary. Children are always searching for boundaries. They're searching for a boundary. They don't like it. But at least it tells them where the edge is. And when you're dealing with non-hijackals, boundaries are very welcome. If you're dealing with healthy people, boundaries are welcome. It stops the second guessing. It stops people wondering what you think and feel. You tell them, and it's helpful to them. Now, hijackals don't like to hear it so much. But, you know, they don't like to hear anything that isn't yes, dear. So you have to start somewhere and speak up, right? (laughs) You just do. So number seven, know what your role is. And your role is not to be an enabler. It's not to say whatever you want as fast as you want it. At any time you want it. I will make excuses for your poor choices. I will relieve you of the consequences of your poor choices. No, your role is not that. Your role is to be an equal partner, a reciprocal partner, a mutual partner. And if you don't have one of those on the other side, you'll quickly see it. But your role is not to enable another human. It's a tough lesson. Going back to the nice piece, you know, nice people don't speak up, right? Wrong. Nice people don't rock boats, right? Wrong. Okay? We have to make some shifts here. Maybe some paradigm shifts from the home that you grew up in. People didn't believe that, didn't think that way, and now you're changing that. And that's important. And number eight is learn to express your needs specifically, not big, generalizing, globalizing, and glossing over statements, which was an episode a couple of weeks ago, but be very specific. When this happens, I prefer this. When this doesn't happen, I will do this. Very specific. Nothing left open to question. Nothing left open to say, well, you never told me. No, you told them. So learn to express that. Practice using the personal weather report and then upgrade to being able to just neutrally and assertively set your boundaries and say what the consequences are. And number nine is you can still love them 
but reject the behaviors. Now, hijackals don't have much love to give you. They have far more uses for you than love to give you. That's not the deal. We're talking about you. You might love them, but reject their poor behavior. And if you can come to some balance, great. If you can't, love them from a distance, maybe a long distance. But it's not about love or not love. It's about you respecting yourself, about you not lying down and playing dead to someone else's demands, you not becoming a doormat or turning yourself into a pretzel in order to please someone who is dedicated to never allowing you to do that because that would be equality. And the last thing, of course, is to get some help. I'm always here to help you. As I said, go to beaclient.com if you'd like to use that one-time, one-hour opportunity with me. If you'd like to be part of my Emerging Empowered community, go to joinintoday.com. Joinintoday.com. Those are things that are available for you. The community is always available, discussions ongoing, three group calls with me a month, all available for you at joinintoday.com. And thank you so much to the people who are supporting. It was lovely to receive a gift through um, through this class tonight. Um, and it's always nice when people go to patreon.com slash sanity and to make a donation to support the show. So I hope this has helped you understand the concept of enabling, how it's different from empathy, and how to stop enabling a hijackal. So until we speak again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash sanity. Learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.